You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. As I said, uh, we are in our first show in the year 2020, and I had my Mass yesterday on New Year's Day, and Catholics around the world we know gathered for uh, Mass. Uh, We begin our year with a great solemnity of Mary, the Mother of God. Uh, This solemnity was previously known as the Feast of the Circumcision, and then it was the Feast of of the Holy Name, but since Vatican II, Mary, the Mother of God, because Mary is our model. And so uh, we visited during uh, the break, and uh, I mentioned briefly in my homily yesterday uh, about some resolutions, and and you know what? There's some great spiritual uh, resolutions we can make for this holy year, uh, 2020, and one is uh, to have the, the amazing and the praise that that was the response of everybody the response of everyone at the manger scene was one of amazement and praise and worship and maybe what happened then uh, we need to renew in, in our minds and souls uh, right now we we heard at mass yesterday uh, the, the, at the beginning of the year the story of the beginning as mary and joseph in bethlehem uh, the gospel has the the, the beginning of the uh, the main the, 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 the announcement as the, as the shepherds came and uh, the shepherds uh, did their part, uh, proclaimed what has happened, and uh, in 2020, maybe our resolution can be that we want to do our part as well, to proclaim what has happened, and to have, as I said uh, during my homily yesterday, to have the amazement of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, our Redeemer and Savior, born to us, and who invites us each day into his heart. Let's have that amazement, which, which was involved in, in everyone uh, at the manger scene. And uh, as Mary pondered these things in her heart, uh, so should we. And we're going to go right into straight talk uh, with um, trying to, as I always say before this segment, I'm going to try and do more good than harm as we answer your your questions. Straight talk, uh, straight talk is an opportunity to, to share your questions, uh, your comments on topics to the faith, uh, things happening in the world around us with our hosts or our priests. And when you hear the sound effect, uh, you can uh, call in, which we're about to do, 877-795-0122. Uh, Saint Anselm said, faith is seeking understanding. Faith always seeks understanding. And so we're going to try and understand uh, our faith a little more as we begin Straight Talk right now. The goal here is to engage our listeners, to learn a little bit, and to always understand our faith more. And so as we uh, move into this segment, uh, I appreciate your, your questions and, and, your, and your comments. And uh, we're going to begin uh, with a question right now 
uh, as, as we head on my last show, I think about the 12 days of Christmas. We're going to get into this a little later as well with one of my guests. But remember that the 12 days of Christmas are, are among us. And this is a, a 12 day period of, of observing uh, the Christmas season. Uh, it, it, uh, it, and we know that that, that the song uh, is um, uh, the twelve days of Christmas has meaning with the uh, the partridge, the turtle doves, the hens, and all of this, by the way, is is highly symbolized. And uh, for the explanation which she asked for, the, uh, the for example. The the uh, partridge, the uh, Lord birth, and then uh, we have uh, the two uh, two turtle doves. Um, that's the Old and New Testaments. Uh, I'm just pulling this up here quickly. You can research this uh, well. Three French hens. What are the three French hens during the 12 days of Christmas song? Faith, hope, and charity. The four calling birds are the four gospels. The five golden rings are the first five books of the Old Testament called the Pentateuch. Six geese Elaine are the six days of creation. Seven swans of swimming, the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit, and the seven sacraments. Eight maids of milking, the eight beatitudes. Nine ladies dancing, the nine fruits of the Holy Spirit. Ten lords leaping, those are the Ten Commandments, of course. Eleven pipers piping are the eleven faithful apostles. And then twelve drummers drumming the twelve points of the doctrine in the Apostles' Creed. Uh, one of those points is, of course, uh, our Lord's divinity, which our saints today fought for on this uh, day of the 2nd of January. Saints Basil the Great. And Gregory Nanzianzen, uh, uh, it's a memorial for them today. They were co-defenders on the Orthodox teaching of the Trinity. They were close friends as well uh, from childhood. And uh, also Gregory preached at Basil's funeral in the year seven, uh, 379. This goes all the way back to the 4th century. So let's not forget the 12 drummers are the 12 points, and uh, one of them is that Jesus Christ is truly divine and truly human, and we need to keep coming back to that uh, to defend the divinity of our Lord. Today's saints did that well. 877-795-0122. I'll try and answer some of the questions that, that you've had. One question here is is about Pope Francis, uh, his holy family homily. Uh, he told families to put down their phones, uh, and how how can we uh, remove uh, or limit social media in our own family? Well, I'm going to tell you. Uh, it's not easy, and we're going to probably touch on that as well with the guests in our next segment. How, how they are living as their family and, and trying to do this a, a little more. But Pope Francis did ask families to, um, to put down their phones and to rekindle communication within the family. Now, our social media world, uh, the age of social media, the information age, we know that it's brought a lot of good. We know that it's brought a lot of uh, really convenience. Uh, but it, it, it can also limit, really, our, our personal and, and, and closest uh, relationships. 
So I, I invite you to to look up his homily if you wish. It's um, you can just the Catholic News Agency is usually what I go to, and just uh, type in uh, the Catholic News Agency and and Francis and and phones uh, Holy Feast uh, Family Feast Day. You know, you'll it it'll come up. All of his homilies will come up, and maybe this is a good resolution for a family. Two, uh, during particular times, uh, put down the phones, meal times, or particular times of, of you know, watching a movie together as a family, or or, or what. Uh, I I think everything will will survive, uh, and uh, if we if we go deep into more personal conversations and away from our social media anyway our holy father thinks so and uh, that is um that has been true uh we have a question coming up on epiphany and we're going to uh i'm going to interview uh, a priest on on the epiphany in 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 a little bit uh we have a great feast days uh we just finished the feast day of the holy family uh, the solemnity of mary the mother of god yesterday uh and we we have the epiphany this this weekend and remember the the word uh, epiphany means uh, manifestation and uh, the the last segment of my show we're going to talk about uh, the uh, Feast of the Epiphany, and we're going to talk about actually a home blessing that I have available for all of you. I put it on, uh, I, I've sent it uh, in uh, to uh, the Facebook page, to the website of Real Presence Radio. Traditionally, uh, the home blessing is done on the Feast Day of the Epiphany, and we will um, we'll make that available uh, to you. So, yes, um, we we have here... Uh, Shannon on on Facebook, um, beginning the Ring trilogy in January. They finished uh, the Hobbit. Uh, she's teaching a Tolkien to high school students. Any sources I I, I recommend. You know uh, I I use uh, again uh, Catholic sources on on the site. We're going back now to the convenience really of the information age, and I I think that you you can uh, com- you can uh, contrast them with each other, but as long as it's a reputable. A Catholic site, and I always like to look at two or three of them in presentation. And I also like to to talk to other teachers uh, from other Catholic institutions as to how how they're doing it. Uh, remember, uh, the best teachers are the best thieves. As we share ideas and as we as we use uh, literature uh, or or movies uh, for the good, uh, which is certainly being done here. But I just recommend a good uh, Catholic source. Um, so thank you for doing that, and Shannon, thank you for listening. Um, we have a question here uh, on on uh, today's readings, today's readings at Mass. Uh, in the Gospel, John the Baptist says, There is one among you whom you do not recognize, the one who is coming after me. Um, wh- what does this mean? Wh- why Why does he say, one among you whom you do not recognize. Well, this is from the uh, gospel uh, that we hear in, in today's Mass, the Gospel of John. And I, I, I uh, let me say, just let me say this uh, about this question of today's gospel from 
the first chapter of John. Uh, we begin with the testimony of John in today's gospel, and then he he says that there is one among you whom you do not recognize. Uh, when I was teaching high school, now that I think of it, uh, three uh, three uh, scripture verses I ha- I had my students um, uh, memorize, uh, and they they could they could do a, a variety of them, but they had to do them for three topics. They had to, they had to uh, memorize a scripture verse uh, that establishes Jesus Christ as true God, and then uh, they had to uh, memorize another one establishing Jesus Christ as true man, and then another one, uh, Jesus Christ as true Redeemer. And uh, what what I usually do is direct them all from the Gospel of John. So they were very happy to do this, and they got extra credit for it. And But John 10.30 is usually what they chose to, to cite, Jesus Christ as true God. And that's where Jesus said, the Father and I are one. Uh, that is uh, the one in divinity, John 10.30, the Father and I are one. And then uh, to establish Jesus Christ as true man, uh, they go to John chapter 1, verse 14, I remember. And that's where we hear the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. So the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And then Jesus Christ as true Redeemer, it is John 1, 29, where John the Baptist said, Behold the Lamb of God. So I, I'm bringing this up because when John the Baptist said, There is one among you whom you do not recognize, remember it was St. John the Baptist, the last and greatest prophet, who pointed us to, to Jesus Christ by saying, Behold, uh, there is the Lamb. Uh, who takes away the sins of the world. Th- this, this, this began his ministry, uh, which led to his baptism, which we're going to also celebrate coming up. And so, so it, was, it, was, it was John pointing to the Messiah to say, there is the one, follow him. I am not worthy, as he said to untie his uh, sandal straps. And uh, so that is a little insight. And perhaps you got that today in your, um, in your homily for Daily Mass today. We have a listener not on the phone. The question sent to me here. Can you explain the difference between the Magi and the shepherd, the shepherds? I thought they were the same but it seems, uh, but this seems different. Well, well, they are. The, remember, the shepherds first left their flocks to what, what I simply taught my students uh, to to recognize uh, the birth of Jesus Christ for for the Jews, and then the Magi came later to recognize the birth of Jesus Christ for the Gentiles. So, so for all people. Eventually, uh, Jesus Christ was was recognized for them. Now, the the, the magi the magi are very mysterious characters here. Uh, they we we say that there are three of them. Remember, the Bible doesn't say that they are that they are three in number. 
Um, we, we say that they are three in number uh, because of the gifts that they bring. They brought three gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh uh, for our, our, our Lord. And uh, so, uh, and we have uh, a knowledge that they are from the East. They were uh, probably astrologers. Um, and you got to remember that th this, this, was, uh, this was a long this was a long journey they, they had, and so they, they were obviously also wealthy. Um, they, they, they had to have means because traveling, particularly then, as is now, but then uh, it, what, what wasn't, wasn't easy. And it's also, it's also reasonable to conclude that they had to um, not bribe, but they, they had to pay for passage through different areas for, 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 their, for their security to be. Remember, they were, they were hauling gold. And so, um, so, so the Magi uh, are, are from the east, and the shepherds were were from uh Bethlehem in that area where where they first announced uh, the 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 birth of the birth of our lord so so we're, we're going to get into uh more uh, epiphany talk uh, later on in the show but this story of the magi is always uh is always a, a an amazing story to me and the star uh, is also uh, uh amazing i'm just going to wrap up a little bit of information here on the star and i'll give, let me give out the number once again, if you want to call in 877-795-0122, 877-795-0122, Straight Talk, you're listening to Real Presence Live, our first show for 2020, and my name is Monsignor Schumacher, I'm happy to host you once again. We're talking about uh, the difference between the Magi and the Shepherds. And uh, the, the, finally, this this star, this this star, uh, by the way, is is mentioned uh, eight times in in uh, in Matthew's gospel, and uh, it, it is in and 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 the prayers talk about a star. The the magi were were uh, followed a star. What what is what is this star? And you know, with today's technology, uh, there are there are uh, there's many possibilities of what this star actually was. Uh, in, 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 and remember, Jesus was born probably before before Christ, probably in, in BC. Uh, uh, that that's that's fine, but but on April seventeenth in six BC. Uh, it's been established that the sun, Jupiter, and then uh, the moon, and, and Saturn, these were all aligned. I remember giving this homily. They were all aligned uh, in the constellation Aries. And, and Venus and Mars were also in neighboring constellations. Th this was a, this was a, a, a remarkable uh, a, a, a celestial event. Uh, and and maybe it, it could have it could have been that alignment of of planets. Um, so so that you have these, uh, I don't want to call them secular, but uh, the kind of these uh, scientific studies of of what the of what the light what the star could have been uh, actually. So the magi are the kings from the east, and the shepherds were keeping their watch left their flocks to announce the birth of Christ. The shepherds 
announcing the birth as the king of the Jews. The Magi recognizing the birth for the Gentiles, the non-Jews. It's called the manifestation is what the word epiphany means. And remember, it's also called the Feast of the Epiphany, Little Christmas. All right, that's enough on that because we're going to have... Um, uh, we're going to we're going to have uh, uh, we're going to have more talk on the epiphany. Here's another epiphany question, though. What would the Holy Family have done with the gifts from the Magi? Well, Jesus Christ is priest, prophet, and king, and and uh, uh, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Uh, remember, correspond to uh, his priestly uh, uh, identity, his kingly identity, and and his prophetic identity. Uh, the 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 myrrh uh, would have been used for his burial and the the frankincense would have been used for prayer and and, and the gold would have been used for probably the poor and other resources that that may have been needed we don't know how much or 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 how many magi there were but but certainly you you, you can imagine uh the reaction of mary and and uh, and Joseph, uh, and, and and all 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 present when when the, these foreigners uh, arrived, uh, bearing gifts, and then of course uh, avoiding uh, danger, uh, avoiding Herod, uh, going back in another way, returning uh, in in an elusive fashion. Uh, great great. Um, Great information there. 877-795-0122. We appreciate all of your questions. And uh, here's, a, here's, a, here's another question from Facebook. Ben, who's listening. Um, why do Catholics wrap a rosary around the hands of a deceased person? Um, is it a pious symbol? Uh, or is it a reminder of the deceased devotion to Mary? Uh, probably both of those. Uh, remember, uh, I just uh, uh, celebrated and offered a, a funeral mass uh, on Tuesday, and I have another one next week, uh, and we're, we're always conscious of Mary's role in our life as she prays for us and leads us to her son. But when we pray the Hail Mary, uh, part of the prayer is uh, pray for us now and at the hour of our death. And we, we, we believe that at the hour of our death, there's a, 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 tr a tremendous assistance uh, of, of Mary uh, leading us to her son, which is Mary's role. We sometimes uh, are, are accused of uh, making Mary uh, the son or worshiping her as the son. Uh, we honor her as our greatest saint who leads us to her son, is proper Marian theology. And so um, we, 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 we always pray the rosary, um, uh, often before my masses, I like it prayed. And I also like it prayed um, uh, and, at, at a vigil. Um, uh, the, 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 the prayer of the rosary is familiar uh, to us, and death is not always familiar to us. 
Um, so we, we, we do that. So uh, wrapping a rosary around the hand of the deceased is an is a, is a, a act of devotion and, and certainly our, our belief in the truth of, of what Mary does in our, in our lives. And we all need to remember that, that the, our salvific history did not begin without Mary, uh, nor will it end without her assistance. And we, uh, particularly at the hour of our death, turn to her as, as she brings us grace and as she brings us all, all, of, that, uh, all, all of that comfort. Uh, we have a question here of, of holiness and, and, and a family. Um, I uh, want to grow. What, 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 can we do? what can we do as a family in, in the year 2020? You know what I just said? As I recall right now, my, my homily from uh, the, the feast day of the Holy Family. Um, I'm the pastor of St. Wenceslas, and all, all, of our, all of our homilies there are posted. My, my homilies are posted. Uh, Father Dosh is my vicar. Uh, Father Hochalter uh, was associated uh, with uh, St. Wenceslas as well. Uh, and and uh, he is dean of students of, of our school system here. Um, but uh, St. Wenceslas ND.com uh, is, is, our, is our site. And I think in today's technology era, uh, all homilies, I think, are, are posted or, or should be uh, so that you can go back and, and listen to them uh, again. Uh, I remember Bishop Kagan saying he's, he's uh, uh, the Bishop of Bismarck. He's, he's not opposed to it, uh, but you, you, you better be sure of it, <laughs> uh, essentially, is, is what he said. Be, uh, when, it's, when it's posted, uh, it's, it's posted. And, and remember, that doesn't mean uh, that when you bring it down uh, from the site that it necessarily disappears uh, but what, what I what I said during my homily uh, was th that uh, you know, remember uh, our ordinary living as as a family uh, th there's ordinariness in it because we're ordinary people we're real people uh, ordinary living truly becomes extraordinary um, or holy um, by uh, our, our faith. So ordinary families become extraordinary through their faith. And the feast day of the Holy Family, and when we're reminded to be Holy Families, uh, it doesn't mean that we're perfect families. It means that we are ordinary, becoming extraordinary by being set apart for Jesus Christ. That's what the word holy means, to be set apart. And, and I told them that the greatest thing that they could do for their families is to attend Mass daily, uh, 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 if you can, but above all, above all, and, and, and very, very, very low percentage of Catholics attend Mass daily, and you don't have to. It's uh, The obligation is on Sunday. But uh, above all, attend Mass every Sunday and Holy Day of Obligation as a family. This is the best formation you can have as a family. This is the best program you can have. Uh, this is the best youth group you can send your kids to. Because, because children need, above all, an example, not a program. They need an example of how to live with both mother and father, 
living their faith. So I, I get this question a lot. What, what can we, it, there, there's, there's really no magic to it. Uh, go to Mass as a family every Sunday and Holy Day. Uh, and, and that, this formation is, is beyond what any program or book or even radio show can give you. It teaches the children to become familiar with the, the church. It teaches them to love the church. And it, it teaches them uh, practice that our faith is lived ordinarily. So I appreciate that question. Uh, again, um, Catholic News Service has a great uh, insight on, on, on families, but also um, one site that I have here is from the Nath- National Catholic Register. Uh, how to how to live as a as a family and and how to um, how to um, keep at it and, and maybe that is maybe that is a great resolution for the year 2020. Like I said in my homily yesterday, what's what's more important is uh, than a resolution is is an, an an effectiveness of it. So I I recommend I recommend that. We have just a few more minutes here on straight talk if you want to call in before we move on to our second hour and our next guests who have just arrived 8777950122 you know, I want to take this opportunity to thank all of our Real Presence Radio uh, listeners and supporters. Uh, and I, I want to thank you for um, making Real Presence Radio work. We know that uh, it is a, a, a true family. And, and we know that it is, it is growing because of God's will. And, and certainly God's will will not be denied on the growth of Real Presence Radio. And it, it continues to, to affect people uh, above all in, in, ways, in ways that we, we don't even realize. People driving, uh, people at home, uh, people who are uh, in the hospital, perhaps, and uh, so uh, we we uh, are just uh, uh, servants of of our Lord's will and of our Lord's grace, and we're we're grateful for all of our listeners for for making it work. And when I hosted the last uh, banquet in in Bismarck um, I think it was like the second or third week of November last year I, I, I spoke about that I, I spoke about my my friends in the in the oil field I'm born and raised in the Williston North Dakota area it's the uh, uh, energy sector is is heavy there and and I have friends that 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 drive drive around uh, essentially all day. I'm not saying that they listen to Real Presence Radio all day, but I, 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 I can assure you they, they, they come across the, 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 the channel. And uh, Sirius XM is always good, but local radio is, is, uh, is interesting as well. We have FM stations and, and AM stations, and, and, I, I, uh, I, 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 and it never ceases to amaze me. I mean, I'm I'm not in this I'm not in this uh, I'm not in this uh, hosting a lot, but it never ceases to amaze me how many people hear my show. I mean, as if I do this three hours a day every day, and and, and so so they they come across it, and uh, seeds are planted, and we talk about our faith, we talk about our love for the church, our love for the family, and we we um and and it it it, it brightens uh, people's day because it brings the grace and the life. 
and the light of Jesus Christ to their heart. So again, uh, Happy New Year to everybody. Uh, 2020 is among us. I, I like the sound of it. I like the looks of it. And uh, we're having a good start to the year. We're coming up on 58 minutes past the hour. We're going to take a break and we're going to come back to our, our next guests. And uh, we're going to have um, Scott and Kelly Schneider sit down uh, with us uh, next. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, their life as, as a family, their parishioners of mine from St. Wenceslas here in, in Dickinson. Uh, we're going to take a 10-minute tour after that. And then we've got a couple more guests on on the way. So we're working our way through the first show in the year 2020. We do Real Presence Live uh, every day. And my name is Monsignor Schumacher, and I'm very, very happy to um, to be your, your host today during this first live show in the year 2020. I'm coming to you live from the American Family Insurance, the Todd Schweitzer Agency in Dickinson, North Dakota. We began our show by uh, speaking with them about foster care. And I know a lot of people are being moved to, to consider foster care after their witness and, and their example and, and the need that they expressed is, is in, in with foster care. And, uh, and I want to thank all who sent in their questions. Again, by God's grace, I think we did more good than harm. And we're going to take a break here. Uh, coming up on the next segment, we're going to visit with Scott and Kelly Schneider on how God has guided their family and how they are living their faith. Some more family ideas as we move into 2020. My name is Monsignor Schumacher. I will be back in just one moment. (laughs) 